Welcome to Small Talk. What you mentioned there is exactly my reality. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, over the years, uh, yeah, we would have started, or I would have started with basic coming out of secondary school education. Yeah, during the years of trying to improve myself, also improve the business, I pursued my master's. I went through ACCA to get quality content. I make sure the children have proper education, they educate them, yes. So my daughter has her first degree in, in business management, her master's is in psychology, my mm. son's attorney, thinking, well, all right, you know, they're educated and they, you know, they see in the business progress and all of that and think, well, okay, there's a time now when, all right, time for succession and, you know, uh, stop right there. My son is going guns. I mean, he is doing pretty good, you know, in his sphere where, you know, God has him. My daughter's in Jamaica pursuing tech, right? So it's like, all right, how much demonstration of, um, you know, do we all need? But what else, you know? But again, um, time and season, you know, um, what we might want for someone, may it be family or not, sometimes does not always marry or match. Um, so I've learned over the years to manage and marry expectations, whether it's family or staff or stakeholders or whoever you know God has placed um placed in in this in this purposeful business of ours right mm -hmm. so i understand i and 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 it is really a very what word could i describe as when you you know you you want so much for someone yeah. right and it's even it's even harder when it's your children mm -hmm. right and but i believe i think once we we are operating and we are walking in alignment with what God has for us and our generation. Everything will, we will all come to ourselves. Everybody will come to themselves, I believe, you know? <laughs> so um, my, 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 my prayers for, for this, um, because it said in the world, we're supposed to leave a legacy for our children mm -hmm. and generation and generation. So that's there with us, mm -hmm. right? And we still, you know, sort of like and y'all will y'all will tell me i don't know from your experience seeing other businesses seeing other business owners from your experience how you manage this succession plan because that's a very serious conversation mm -hmm. for, for for first generation business owner because we are first generation business owners so i think that is that is a place that is a conversation that has to happen a lot more, mm -hmm. especially, you know, um, especially for us who are first generation business owners, right? And uh, I um I am still in that place, you know, just um waiting and asking and praying God to kind of just make it clear as to, you know, because we could also have a business or we could also have a service offering um that that we might just have to pass on, sell, or just know when it's time to release, right? So it's just being in that place of am I am I am I operating in the will of God or it's just self? So that is that is an area that I am still trying to 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 figure out, mm -hmm. right? Because we could really feel a bit daunting and 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 you know just depressed when we have so much passion for 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 things to go a particular way mm -hmm. and it it's just we just what we see it is just what is really going on here you know, <laughs> you know? just a quick question uh Kathleen uh Catherine did you, when you 
when your kids were growing up, were they ever involved in any aspect of the business? Did you involve them in anything with the business? You know, when we, when, it's, 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 that question you asked there is, is so powerful because mm -hmm. when you watch at other, um, could I use the word races or other, you know? Yeah, ethnicities, yeah. Mm -hmm. You will realize they have a different ethnic groups. Uh, yeah, ethnic yeah. Groups. yeah, they have right. a different way in which they will involve their children in business. So as I yeah. look, you know, I I I said, you know what? Maybe the involvement they 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 there, you know, but not as maybe as young as we were supposed to get them involved, you yeah. know. So I will always share that um that part where maybe. I or we didn't mm -hmm. them in the business at, at a particular time where they, you know, because there was a time as grannies have them because we fit in the road out there trying to make ends meet. So, you know, mom and granny taking care of them when they could have been a little more, you know, involved. Mm -hmm. uh, their involvement were when after school, after, after second, after, you know, mm -hmm. second that's when they got involved, you mm. know, and at that point in time, what they saw was like, you see this other hard work, you see this other <laughs> you know, even though the business has been so instrumental in their lives, but that's mm. a whole different conversation, you uh, know, but yeah, I, I understand exactly what Trisha um, mm. shared there, but mm -hmm. from uh, now, now, um, Lisa, I'm I'm gonna get you involved with this. I I know your um your business as a, a principal consultant. You're dealing with business owners, and I know Adepeju, you you have kids as well. Um, there is one element, and I I will say this, and in, in at least as far as my family background was concerned, um, my my grandmom, she was an Indian, and you know one of the things that I learned growing up is. It didn't matter what she was doing. We were always there. I mean, everything, we were there every step of the way. So we were uh, sort of um, sensitized, I should say, from an early age. Like, this is what pays the bills. This is what takes care of whatever. You learn how to take care of people. You know, you learn how to speak to people. You don't disrespect people. You know, when they come into the shop, this is what they do. This, You know, that kind of stuff. So you, I mean... You learn to count money from a very early age. You, you know, you, you got, you, you, you were part of the business people. Um, you, you weren't disjointed from it. And when there was, uh, the time to, um, uh, reconcile accounts and all of that, you were sitting there at the table and you learned about business. So one of the things, um, that helped us as well, um, to, as far as the entrepreneurship journey, we were part of the, what we call the junior JC movement in Trinidad back in the day. So we were also um, oriented. And um, again, the things that you get children involved in back, well, at least that was back then. Um, <laughs> you know, you, 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 you know, you were, you were never idle. There was always something to do. And a lot of it involved um, development as far as individuals. We learned like when, People were busy partying and stuff like that back in the day. Um, our party was to have the party. We were the ones throwing the party. We were the ones hiring the DJ. We were the ones, you know, we had senior JCs. They would go to court and petition. You know, you understood the, all the rudiments of having a party, the bar license, the security, you know, all that kind of stuff. So we were never, I, I mean, we would party at the end, yes, but it was all about the business, you know, and uh, again, it's a different kind of orientation because, you know, your mind is not idle. When we, we were like, okay, what are we going to do next? A tea party, a, a fashion show or what, you know, we were always about something, you know, and uh, that may not be everybody's orientation, right? And I don't want to talk too much. Let me allow Lisa to, to share. You, something happened to you while you found your niche working at the hotel, but something happened. You saw something outside of, what you knew to be your norm. So let's go there with you and Adepeju as well. Okay, in terms of what our orientation was, we take mm -hmm. from that angle. Mm -hmm. So in our family, um, my mom was a nurse and my dad was an economist. So there was not any push at all mm -hmm. towards any concentration of entrepreneurship. Mm 
They were both public servants and the orientation mindset, etc., was strictly towards being employed by someone else. Right. So that when I made the decision to go in the direction of being on my own, seeing what God would have me to do and all that, I really, um, at least one of my parents could not see that that um, as being the best path. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. The best path to go along. And yes, past, but um, because of the norm, what had been the norm with even my my cousins and so on, most people in the family setting expect that you'll just be employed. Mm. But I was really encouraged actually a few years ago, probably just about three, four years ago, when I found out that in fact, my maternal great-grandfather, that's how far back it went, <laughs> my maternal great-grandfather was actually a man with multiple businesses mm. way back then. Mm. He owned trucks, he owned this kind of shop, that kind of shop, this, the other shop, this, the other shop, probably about five or six different businesses that I heard that my great-grandfather had. And I was relieved because I was like, okay, well, well, at least there is some some explanation for this <laughs> desire to, to be on my own. And then the other thing, since I started on that wood, it's really still a matter of seeing needs. So like even in terms of the matter of um, is a line that was a ministry slash business that I started for Christ Center or Christian singles because I had, I at the time, I am a Christian, I am single. And the, the, the concern then was that Christian singles in Trinidad and Tobago at least, did not have a place to get together socially with other single Christ-focused persons. Mm. You'd only go to, to uh, people would go to concerts in groups or whatever. There's just loud music. Everybody's with their own group in these loud concerts. But there is no way for singles to sit and talk and connect to, to people who are outside of their local church setting. At that point in time, you couldn't really, you were hardly socializing. And so is a line for the time that it existed from probably 2014 to 2016, 2017, thereabouts, provided, deliberately provided social spaces, events where that were open to the public, where persons who were Christ-focused could get together, do different activities and whatnot to actually get to know persons outside of their norm, right? Um, so that's just one little introduction into my orientation business-wise and one example of what drives in that mm -hmm. area. Mm -hmm. And Ada Pedro, what about you? Mm, I think what aspect of the question? Let me make sure. Oh, we were just talking about the entrepreneurial journey as we were coming up. You know, the things, the orientation, as Catherine was saying, um, she, you know, you create an opportunity for your children. You're trying to build a legacy. But um, unless, and my segue question was, um, how, you know, were you, were they involved with the process from the time they were young? And I shared my my journey of, of how we grew up because we were very much a part of it. Lisa shared her journey that um, while there was um, a desire, she didn't know where it came from, but she went back deep into her roots and found that her grandfather or great grandfather, I think it was, had multiple businesses. So, yes. so there was something, something in the lineage that that had a root, you know, that she was not, you know, and sometimes it, it just might be that some somebody in the family had that desire. So. Um, I know most Nigerians are very entrepreneurial um, because it's the nature of the the, the country. Um, so, what about you? What what has your um, orientation been? Was it from your family, or was it just because you saw or you experienced the horrible scenario in the the um, in the birthing of your child? 
I think it's a mix. I think, um, like you, my mom did business as well growing up. It's funny. This conversation is making me do a lot of reflection as I'm listening. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the mix of you and Catherine. Mm-hmm. Um, you in the sense that my mother was a business person. So I would, growing up in Los Angeles, we would go to the um, garment district mm-hmm. and she would purchase and she would bring in um, stock meat. It's a type of meat from um, Europe into the U.S. to sell. Mm-hmm. So just like your grandmother who had the entrepreneurial um, setting in your environment, mm-hmm. right? It was just part of what you did. You didn't even realize you're learning to be an entrepreneur. This is just the way the family made money and mm-hmm. you were engaged in it. Yep. Then Catherine, I'm having that experience with my children. It's two of my friends who are um, business consultants who are like, bring your children into your business. Um, this, our Trinidad and Tobago education system is so different than the education system I had so that I feel like you need to have all the time to focus on your education. So you kind of pull them from certain things so they can either do specific activities geared towards schooling Hmm. and, or like, um, music or, you know, something like that. And with COVID, I have to say, COVID actually helped me pull them more into the running of the business, of my business. So they do the orders. So before they didn't even know what a flange was, what this was, what that was, but now they do. Um, Succession planning, I don't think I could see either of my children desiring to take over my business. Um, But what I do want to leave with them is an entrepreneurial spirit that, and I tell them now, I expect you to finish your education, whatever God has for you. Mm-hmm. I expect that within 10 years of you finishing between school and going to work for someone else that you look for your own source of income. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is a conversation as Afro-Americans and Afro-Trinidadians that we don't have with our children. I will never forget I was in line after I had my first child and a young African-American, I was in the States, was with her son. And I guess he was in high school and she was telling him, you need to get a job, da, 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 and just telling him about getting a job. Mm-hmm. So I said, mom, excuse me, don't mean metal. I'm good at butting into people's conversations. I don't know. I said, Miss Nosy. Have you ever thought it? Yeah. Well, not Miss Nosy in that sense. Miss um, Constructive Information. So I said, Mom, I said, Excuse me. She said, Yeah. Like, like what are you talking to me for? I was like, have you thought of, I said, yeah, find out what he likes and taught me his business. Yes, I agree with you. Let him get his education and everything else. But maybe the end goal is not to get a job, but to become an owner of business, an owner of capital. Mm-hmm. And she looked at me, she said, thanks. Again, because our seeds are different. We don't all have the same seeds and the same experiences. So what you may normally reflect upon or become second nature to you, like starting a business may not be so. I was educated and thought I would go and have a traditional office job. But God had, I would say he had different plans for my life. And I'm always like, hmm, just learning to go with the flow and learning to be flexible Mm -hmm. and learning to be of use wherever I am is my biggest, I guess, you know, um, focus and leaving room for flexibility. Mm-hmm. So I'm hopefully passing that on to my children that yes, we expect you to get your education. Yes, we expect you to be good citizens. And yes, I expect you to make money. And that's also a conversation we don't really talk about. I don't mm-hmm. think, mm-hmm. you know, I expect you to make money, but not money. I tell them not just money to be a consumer. I want you to make money to go into social initiatives and make change. And you don't have to have tons of money. Mm-hmm. It is whatever God has told you to do and to share whatever. I don't know. I always tell my kids little as much when God is in it. Mm-hmm. So whatever you have, you have a responsibility to share that mm-hmm. whether it is. And we talk, 
about it not just in financial terms alone. If it's your talents, if it's your skills, if it is your time, simple thing like writing someone a little thank you note, simple thing is picking up a phone. I make them do every Sunday. They're like, oh God, well, you're like the only one. Every Sunday you have to call some elderly people that we know to make contact with them. That That's that is teaching values and skills that will yep. last your lifetime. Yep. And I think, you know, and those are part of the things that go into being an entrepreneur. You're always learning. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is the kind of job that's a 24-hour learning job. You're always learning something new. Mm-hmm. So to pass that learning on to the next generation, you may not follow my footsteps. You may not do the business that I do. But the skills that I have, I would like you to carry those on and move yeah. them forward. If God says, hey, someone will go into the healthcare industry or someone will that's fine. I don't see that in either of them, but I do hope that you carry the skill sets that you see me doing into whatever God has for you to do on your excellent. journey. That's excellent. And um, I, I I feel you on that one. <laughs> A lot of the times um, parents don't seem to realize that there's more to life um, than just their their plans, their wishes, their desires. You know, every single one of us is an individual. And um, I, I can even share my own story. 12 years of working in a bank, and I was a dream job, to be honest. Um, it was a really, really good job, good benefits, everything. I mean, I had it. I just was not happy because <laughs> I'm serious. I, I don't even know why people focus on on, on things like, okay, but at the, the end of the day, there has to be an innate satisfaction on the inside of me. I have to wake up. I have to want to wake up. I, I don't want to have to be in a place where every morning I was like, oh God, please, I don't want to be in that place. I don't want to go there. You know, I, I want to get up and be happy about, be motivated about what I want to do. And ultimately, that's what I want to to pass on to, to my daughter. I want to be able to pass it on to, you know, everybody else around me. It must motivate you. It must be a blessing to your life. Like for 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 Catherine, it's seeing the smiles on people's faces. For for um for, for Trisha, it's 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 pulling that that um that business concept, that idea, and bringing it to fruition. For Lisa, it's helping to streamline their thoughts, their processes, their systems. For for Adepeju, is making sure that the family is, is correct, that the the foundational things from from the infant stage is is in order. For for me, I'm about speaking life. I'm about um, helping to produce from concept to copy. Let's let's bring the ideas to life. And and every single one of our spheres, believe it or not, we have one tre- thread, and that is we're birthing. We're, we're birthing. We, we're speaking life. We like. As far as you're, you're, you're creating in Catherine's case, Catherine is creating enjoyment because who doesn't like ice cream? I mean, unless if you're lactose, I mean, if you're lactose intolerant, it's right. They're like, okay, yeah, we, we get the picture, but, um, you're creating enjoyment. You're creating, um, order. You're creating, you know, we're speaking life. I'm creating entertainment. You know, that there's something for everyone. And, and the blessing in it is we all have to find not just our niche. But we have to find the thing, the purpose that God created us for. And until and unless we figure that out, that purpose, it may not be, and in Catherine's case, as you rightly said, it's it's disappointing when your children don't want to do what, what you've done. But the question is, what were they born to do? And, as, mm-hmm. as you said, I'm listening to Abby Pedro as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Trisha, um, Lisa, what you said about going back to generations and knowing that, you know, somebody you know, was, a, was a business owner. I think mm-hmm. uh, what is most important is the principles and the values that we leave in the children. Yes. Skills and talents might be a little different, if, mm-hmm. you know, different. But it's principle of, okay, saving hard work, you cannot, you know. Of, yeah. of, so I think those principles is what we have to... Um, to ensure that they have any values, you know, being here, you're providing a service, you know, how do you provide a service, mm-hmm. you know, you're taking, taking responsibility, you know, being passionate about what you're doing, because if you don't have passion about something, you know, come on, you really would not, you know, so I, I, I believe that's the important, um, those are the important um, holding qualities, you know, for, mm-hmm. for us as entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. right? 
and that you know we have to lead we are we are we are leaders you know so that the leadership skills as well you know in fact because of course my mom was a seamstress you know mm-hmm. I, I i really thought that i had a vision very young i saw a building and a factory that was the vision that god gave me mm-hmm. but i thought it was garments because i grew up with my mom as a seamstress and i like to sew i used to sew for all my friends on the street i can remember first my first trying to do business i used to go buy cloth buy bolts of well first i would buy some yards of cloth and i would make outfits for my friends and they would pay me for it and stuff and as i grew in the skill of, of making clothes and making garments and stuff for my friends and then the community started but hey, but you know Papi, you can make this for me you can make that for me i really thought that it was going to a garment when i saw the building I thought it was a garment factory it was going to be, not knowing well, okay, the factory is, is, is manufacturing ice cream, right? But the thing is, but the thing is, it's, I'm still holding on to that vision, you know. I'm still holding on to that because the passion of sewing, I during COVID, I, I was the first person, I'm telling you, that started to make the marks, right? I'm telling you because I pull out my machine during mm-hmm. And I start to make masks for all this stuff. And then when I posted it, I'm making masks and was a headband. And my friends was what? And then a nurse friend of mine said, hey, we need help. We need some masks for the, for the nurses at the hospital. And I sat down there and I made about a 200 and something masks and I dropped it off for them. And that's how this fabric mask thing really started. And mm. I saw people took it up and started to develop up their own little business by making masks. But but because you know we we I couldn't pursue that, but it's the passion in me. It came out again at that mm. point. So mm. I, I I just know that passion is very 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 key. Yeah. To yeah. Us. yeah. Us have yeah. that. But you know where it comes from, mm-hmm. right? Once we have that, I think as I always um say to other younger entrepreneurs and agro processors that I share with and I mentor. Let your passion lead you, right? Yeah. What you passionate in. So mm-hmm. that was just adding to what Aditya said about the skills. I also believe the principles that we have learned and we have developed, you know, is one leaving as well to our clients or, or customers or staff or children is, is also very important. Wow. That's, that's some, some, go ahead, I'm Trish. Gonna, so I, I was just going to say, I'm, I'm going to hear Trisha's nugget um, because you, yeah, I, I saw you light up. <laughs> so hold on. Let, let me let Trisha um, give her comment real quick. Go, go oh, ahead, Trish. No, I'm, yeah. saying, I'm glad you raised the whole issue of legacy mm-hmm. uh, and succession planning, especially given what we went through with COVID. Mm-hmm. Because I can tell you, those conversations are what we've been having with some of our entrepreneurs. And uh, at least two of the most promising ones, we've had the conversations over the months leading up to COVID. And as COVID progressed, we were still planning to get out. And uh, Hmm. before I asked her about her recipes, and uh, she said this one person had the key to her main products. And long story short, she died from COVID. Oh, no. And when there came time to let's see who will carry on this company, of course, no. the one person who had the, 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 the recipe was so traumatized that oh, she wow. couldn't even consider con- continuing. And so that business no longer exists because the, the, the husband sold everything off. Oh, wow. Um, listening to Catherine, though, I, the two questions I have, you asked the first one, which was, what did the children see growing up? Mm-hmm. But I think for me, it also raises the question of what does the structure of your business allow for? in terms of going forward, mm. uh, whether you can uh, mentor from within that somebody can take it over, whether the, the, the type of company is such that it allows for maybe an outside entity to come and have some level of control over it, that the dream itself doesn't die, or whether you can have the type of shareholding that your children can still be shareholders, even though they don't get involved in the day-to-day activity of the business. And I think that is exactly where we are working that out because I believe that um, for us, whether you start a business, whether it is manufacturing a product, providing a service, there comes a time when 
for, for example, if we have multiple businesses, because a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs are doing this, doing that, doing that, we need to mm-hmm. reach a point where um, can this business, can this asset, can this really be monetized, right? Mm-hmm. So, so as as you rightfully asking there, uh, Trisha, that is exactly where we are, and deep diving into ensuring that the infrastructure and the business can operate on its own, whether we hire the competent person's management team to carry it forward or have it in such a place where the value of it, it is interesting for a person or for somebody to acquire it, right? So I think that is where we are. And that is that is exactly, you know, the, the, the work that we are doing right now. Um, as the, so th- and that's, that's the reason why the investment into capacity to produce was was so that we could really have the ability either a these children could take over a business that can run and they can bring their professional skills into managing the business or they can hire persons to to you know to carry on to carry on the business or if they are not interested to carry it on the business is at a place where if there's an investor or someone who wants to carry on this particular type of business, they can invest and move forward. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, and I'm so grateful. Thank you so much for sharing, uh, Catherine. Um, there's something else that I want to segue into real quickly. And um, I want to um, invite Trisha. I'm going to invite her on the air so she can't tell me no. Um, I want to inv- <laughs> I want to invite her back um, for us to talk a little bit about funding and financing um for for businesses because i realize um even as we talk about the legacy proposition i realized recently in speaking with two individuals um they don't seem to realize how important life insurance is to their life and to their business Mm -hmm. It, it it seemed really odd to me that they didn't um you know and as i said it was it was literally eye opening to them where i got a friend of mine to share about um you know, leveraging your insurance policy or even becoming your own bank, you know, so that you can help to 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 push your business forward where you're not dependent on, you know, just this or just that. That's another stream, you know. So yeah. um, those are some of the things that I want to talk about from an um, entrepreneurial standpoint, things that we have learned, things that we have um, navigated through, things that we have all grown and, and developed in. And um, before we wind up, I just, I just want to, um, inv- oh, Catherine, you were saying. Adipish, you had something too. Oh, Adipish, I am so sorry. Sorry yeah, about that. Yeah, I babe. wanted to say something too. Going back to Catherine, yeah, that's okay. I wanted to give Trisha the opportunity to speak. Mm. Um, purpose. I like how Catherine said that purpose differs. I think we too have to realize as entrepreneurs, two things there are seasons even in our businesses. So maybe at the start of your business, you're focused on customer retention or um, acquisition of this, right? There's different seasons, right? Mm -hmm. And so it is like with a sense of purpose. Like she had a dream before she even had the ice cream place, but she thought it was textiles. That doesn't mean she may not go back to textiles. That may be another 10 years down the road. She may end up being the biggest textile person in Trinidad and Tobago. We don't know. Mm -hmm. So sometimes how your passions develop and where you lay your skill sets are different. But I think, I think maybe that's why I focus more on skills. Skills allow you to do various things. If you are a um, detail oriented person, if you're a person who is customer oriented, whether you're in healthcare, whether you're selling ice cream, whether you're teaching, whether you're consulting, those same skill sets will be used at various levels wherever you find yourself. Mm-hmm. So for anyone interested in entrepreneurship to understand that your purpose may be different at different seasons and that's okay. Keep the big picture alive of what you're doing and knowing that you may get to something else at a later stage and it may fall into place. And we define what success also means to you as an entrepreneur. Is it just 
what your balance books say, is that your form of success? That is a form of success, but that may not be your only success as well. So also having a um, broader scope of what success means to you as an individual will also help you manage expectations and deal with the fluxes that come with entrepreneurship and the economic um, changes in our current economy as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, That's good. Mm-hmm. Go That's ahead, Catherine. On, on the insurance and I know the whole financing piece because I've been through every financial institution in Trinidad and Tobago. Right? <laughs> so I, I understand that and I understand the cry of the of the of the small business owner trying to get financing. I understand sometimes there's an intimidation to go out and reach and to access what's there, right? Mm-hmm. So I understand that. But the, the, the part the part sorry about the insurance, I think that part of conversation need to come higher up on the agenda of conversation mm-hmm. because right now it's our insurance policy that grew in cash value yep. from started our business and we, we we invested in insurance is that what saved what saved us during this pandemic and now you know so having that information early in the game for the entrepreneurs about having um, insurance, your right type of insurance and stuff mm-hmm. is also important yep. um, for, for having the ability to leverage on that. But yep. we also learned a lesson from, 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 we have to also, as we guiding and mentoring and coaching and being consulted, mm-hmm. you're, you're keeping your eyes on your numbers and mm-hmm. keeping your eyes on expiration of policies and stuff like that mm-hmm. and also having some little legal advisor because we had a we we had a major blow some years ago mm-hmm. where um uh, there was a major accident um with a driver and a staff coming from the mantelina run and the driver you know got you know Make soul rest in peace, and his family is still, you know, um, being healed and comforted from that. He mm. went straight into a coconut tree and right off the truck. He's he died, wow. and another staff member was 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 injured. Mm. Right, that turned around to be a messy thing. Mm. around to be messy on different types of insurance. Right, different workmen's company to make sure that you know workers. I mean. Entrepreneurs, you have all your, you know, those workmen's come those those types of insurances because we, I mean, I don't want to discuss that now, but it was a learning, it was a steep learning for us at that point in time, yep. and and also having your your um your your just your your, your legal advisors too is important. Mm-hmm. Every business owner, whether micro, small, medium, or large, you must have um. I, I believe in mentoring. Esther and Mordecai, you know, Elisha and Elisha, Moses, Joseph. You know, every, you must have that mentor with you. Actually, yep. mm-hmm. film mentor, most important, with yep. you. Um, you must have in a, the insurance and you must have that legal advisor. Whether, because yep. I think that is where we kind of take those certain things for, 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 for granted. Mm-hmm. You know, so so within the conversation of of financing, those things like insurance and not having the right um uh, um legal advice could also cost you a lot and impact financial position of your life of your business. So yeah. that is a piece that needs to come high up the agenda in talking mm-hmm. to business owners, yep. right? Um, yeah, I just wanted to throw that in. And thank you so much for sharing. I'll, I'll just leave one nugget and we will leave that for the next discussion. If you, if you do not have an indexed uh, universal life policy, which is um, by far one of the most amazing, it has cash surrender value, um, you might want to pay very close attention to um, a policy with that um, kind of um, benefit. Because um, as an entrepreneur, it will save your life. Amen. So ladies, 
And uh, does anybody have any further words that they'd like to say? We've been talking entrepreneurship today on Small Talk. Um, we have these wonderful women from the beautiful Twin Island Republic of Trinidad and Tobago. And um, I think Trisha wanted to say something. Or did I did I hear I you? Or did I? Oh, Lisa. Oh, okay. Sorry, Lisa. Go ahead. Yeah, so I wanted to hop back to the matter of discouragement and to the definition of success. Um, when you started on that discouragement thing, discouragement is real, and I was hoping we'd come back to that. And so when COVID-19 in particular started, I remember February 2020 in particular, the COVID thing, had we just started hearing about COVID-19. Um and 2020 had been shaping up to be a very promising year for me in what is a hospital at the core, a hospitality industry uh, training consultancy. And the year had been looking good. Everything down on the books looked great. This hotel association, this hotel, it was lined up to be the best year yet. And then by the beginning of March 2020, I remember sitting one day and going to do my to-do list, I still do a to-do list, yes, Jackie, and realized suddenly that I could not write anything at all on the to-do list because every hotel association and every hotel entity that I was about to go to follow up on with programs and so on that, you know, we had been talking about or had confirmed, they, I, I could not approach them about training because they were in dire straits where hotels were closing down all over and everything was shut. And what that meant was that for my business, nothing was happening for a number of months because my major market was, was in conducting physical training with these people who I couldn't go to again because they were in dire circumstances. And it, really really was challenging at that time should you even think of continuing this thankfully i would say at a point in time like this only my relationship with god prayer and the support physically in every way of my family and especially my dear sister trish beckles really helped me through that period where it's like it didn't make sense to think about being in this business again mm -hmm. and i also dealt with then and during the, the, the couple of years of COVID, the definition of success, what is success really? Because during that period, um, that first few months in, in, in 2020, I switched from paid training to starting to conduct webinars for hotel associations that were entitled, the only way to go is up. They were all free and the aim was presenting to them, look, we're going to come out of this, motivating people in the industry. We are going to come out of this. And this is how things could possibly be looking. These are some of the issues we're going to have to be dealing with and so on. Providing that motivation and doing more free things like for youths, etc. in that period of time. And so with some person's view of success, I was not then seeming to be a success because financially nothing was happening. And it set back home ownership goals and things like that. So in some traditional definitions, I would seem in that period a total failure compared to some of my, let's say, high school classmates and so on. But I was reminded in that to take my definition only from what the word of God says about me. Mm -hmm. I knew that I was still fulfilling my purpose. My life was making a difference. I started a couple of ministries and expanded in different areas ministry-wise during those couple of years of COVID-19. And in the eyes of the Lord, I was and am a success, even, in, even though in some traditional corporate definitions, I may not have been or even be at this point in time. So just mm. needed to see. Oh, okay. And that, that's... I encouraged myself in the Lord throughout it all. Amen. And that, that's so powerful though, Lisa, um, because uh, as you rightly said, sometimes the, the game plan is for A and, um, you know, God might have another plan. He might be testing your, or at least expanding your borders. And we ask sometimes for expansion in our business, but what God sometimes brings is a problem. And that problem requires a solution. And it's in going after the solution or preparing your, your solution that you realize, Hey, I can do this 
or I can do that because the entrepreneurial journey is not necessarily just um, one dimensional, right? It, there, there's so many stratas, so many uh, aspects to it, so many um, avenues, you know, so many tracks you can run down um, where, as you said, um, you, you you got into, um, you know, bati or tie dyeing or um, yes. you, you did this or you did that. I mean, all of those are different elements of entrepreneurship, which you didn't start out with as a consultant, but, you know, very well. And I, I'd say even with Catherine, you you have a passion in you to, to sew, to design or, you know, that that kind of thing. Well, guess what? That didn't die. You know, and uh, as I, I think it was during our discussion on Thursday, I was saying, you know, sometimes God gives you many jobs in your life and, and sometimes, you know, he blesses you with the ability to, to get many jobs. Right. But somewhere in there, that that training, that development, it comes and you realize that what it literally does is prepare you for the, the final work that you have to do for the kingdom. Right. And all that training, all that development, it comes into play. So um, I'm thankful that you share that um, sometimes when you do feel discouraged, when you do feel uh, there's nobody else here, you know, in this journey, they don't understand what I'm going through. You know, uh, your family saying, get a job, you know, why do you just get a job. And you're like, this is my job. You know, I, I, they don't. I anyway. Let me know. Don't go back there. But uh, <laughs> go there. Go there. My, I spent twelve years of my life in a bank. So frustrated. That's what I was starting to talk about. I, I was so frustrated, and I was like, okay, okay. I, I mean, I, there's more to me than this. There's so much more to me than this. And, um, I, I at first, you know, again, this is what we were taught. You know, you want to start a business. You know, you, you get your business plan, you do this, you do that, you do the other. And I'm not saying it's wrong. There's nothing wrong with it. It's it's required preparation because you got to know where you're going. You have to have a vision. You got to write it down and make it plain. However, for some entrepreneurs like myself, I've never been blessed that way. And the one business plan that I did write took me in so many different circles, right? But ultimately, it was funded when I went out on my own. I had seven people when I started the journey. and Every single time we went for funding, it was no, 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 no. And I was like, what is going on? I mean, everybody has good credit. We have a great idea, da, 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 da. But the way God worked it, I was the only person, as we say, when God gives one man the vision, one man alone follows the vision, right? Because if you allow too many people in your space, it will cause division of the vision that God gave. Right. So when I was alone and everybody dropped off the train, they were like, Jackie, we don't want to do this. And everybody was like, I said, okay, fine. No problem. And uh, I pursued. The Lord gave me very specific instructions. He said, tomorrow morning, you will go to so, so, so bank. You will go upstairs. You will. And I was like, okay. But again, it's important to hear the voice of the Lord. So, but everything that he said to do, it worked. And um, to him be all the glory. Because that compass is necessary. It is also necessary as our um, our rock, our anchor, you know, as, as we do anything in business. As Lisa said, when our hearts are overwhelmed, the Bible says we, we need to go to the rock that is higher than we are. You know, so for those of you who might be going through a time where you're feeling overwhelmed, where you're feeling um you know, I'm in this knockdown, drag out fight where it seems as though I'm getting like, you know, pummeled from every corner. Um, I'm, I'm just going to say it from myself, from Lisa, from Catherine, from um, Trish, from uh, Adepeju, all of us. We, we've Everybody's been there. We've all had our moments. We've all had our time and our place where we felt that weight, where we felt the burden of doing um, what God called us to do. But sometimes it, it, you know, it works out like that. But I will say this, hold on, hang in there because your help comes when you least expect it. And it's usually, it's usually right at the point of breakthrough. And we, I, if I dare say it right now, we are in a season of breakthrough. Unlike Amen. anything that we have ever seen. I, I say, if you are hearing me right now, just come into agreement with the word of the Lord. He is God, he is Perizim. That's his name. That is, that, that is his nature. And right now, God is fighting. He is fighting for us. His name is Sabao. He's a warrior. He's an avenger. You know, he fights for us and he fights for those who are his own. 
So as Christian businesswomen, you know, we don't back ourselves into a corner. When we're backed into the corner, we get on our knees and we begin to cry out to God. The author, he's the finisher of everything that he's entrusted us with, you know, and, and I say it from the standpoint of encouraging myself as I encourage you ladies, as you encourage your children, as you encourage your employees, you encourage everyone around you. All I say is as believers in the body of Christ, let us make that word that we say on the inside of us, that we have on the inside of us, let that word manifest so that people see the word in action. Let us not just be hearers of that word, but let us do, let us walk, let us talk the word. So when people see the manifestation of what, what they deem to be success, we give all the glory to God and say, you know what? He's been my grace. He's been my staying power. He's been my, you know, my, my supercharger, <laughs> you know, in spite of everything that we've gone through. Yes, because his wisdom is the principal thing. But with his wisdom, we also have to seek understanding. And we have to have clarity of what he has called us to do. Because if we don't have that, then that's when the weight comes. That's when we feel the heaviness. Not that it's not a necessary part of the process, but that's what God is all about in this entrepreneurial journey. He is about the process. Yes? So that's my encouragement to all of you. It's a season of breakthrough. He will not put more on you than you can bear. Amen? You are not alone. You are not alone. Like for my my um, four sisters and I, we are in the business of praying for people all the time. Okay? VETN is a network where we pray for people. We encourage people. We talk about things that are relevant, things that are necessary. Yes? So any if anybody has any final words, we're going to wrap up right now. Is there anything anybody else wanted to say? I really, I mean, I'm just going to say, nah, 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 nah. I love you guys so dearly. I just want to say thank you for joining me. Um, this has been a blessing and this is not going to be our only, we're going to have these ladies on in different, um, different um, days and different times to, to share their stories because I love them all. And um, I thank God for each one of you. Thank you for joining me. And we wrap this episode of Small Talk up with just that one word. It's your season of breakthrough. God bless you. Welcome to Small Talk. You are on with your entertainment. That is BECN, the number one virtual space for faith, family, and fun. If you have not yet downloaded the app, I strongly encourage you to do that. Download the app. Please be sure to go to your respective app stores and rate our app because we want to take the messages that are on this network much further so that it can impact many, many more lives. 